0: Welcome to the Smiling Homeschooler Podcast. My name is Ben Wilson, and this week we have something your whole family can enjoy. My dad, Todd, is going to share one of his Christmas stories from the Family Man Christmas Treasury. This is a story that I grew up listening to and loving, and we hope your family does too. Before we start, I want to say thank you to Teaching Textbooks for supporting the Smiling Homeschooler. They're one of the best math curriculums around, and we believe they help more homeschoolers smile. So go check them out over at teachingtextbooks.com. But let's get going. Here's my dad, Todd Wilson.
1: Well, hey, everybody. I know my kids would be super excited to be gathering around a computer, oh, yeah, leaving totally. the television Probably to like listen thong, to, but, yeah. to me, or a phone, to hear me read a story. Um, but uh, I, I just am not ready for Christmas. I just feel like it's, I still, Ben said, oh, this happy week. I just doesn't, I'm not feeling happy. I don't know why. I don't feel like mad or anything. I just don't feel, not
0: feeling I don't feel joyful little, and triumphant.
1: I don't feel jo- joyful or triumphant. Uh, either of those, so I'm hoping maybe it'll happen after Christmas. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. know. Uh, uh, it is um, hard. I don't know. I don't know. But I we're gonna. I'm gonna read a story. Um, I've always loved stories. Um, maybe I shouldn't say I've always loved stories, but I, I like good stories. I like stories that kind of not cause you to think a lot, but uh, maybe uh, touch something inside you. And so. I wrote, I started writing Christmas stories for my kids because I was tired of all the stories that were available. You know, I kind of got tired of um, some of those really short, you know, I shouldn't name any of them because you probably all love them. But I I wanted something I could read to my children that was kind of enchanting, but didn't confuse myth with truth. You know, like baby angels, there's no such thing. People don't die and become angels. Um, And so I started writing these stories and so um, all these stories that, uh, that we've collected over nine years, uh, you can find in our Family Man's Christmas Treasury. You can get it online uh, at our store. Um, but they all began as really something I printed off my computer and I recorded on a tape cassette that um, Ben and his brothers and sisters uh, used to listen when they were laying in bed. And uh, so... Uh, we've put them all together in, like I said, the Family Man's Christmas Treasury, and I'm going to read one of the stories. This is number three in our the series, um, and this one's called The Stranger. And really, it came out with an idea. You know, sometimes you're just doing something, or you have this thought that pops in your head, and be you know, and, and think, would that be interesting if? And the thought that popped into my head was. Um, I can even remember where it happened. It was a snowy night um, in I was a pastor of a church, and I was thinking, you know, where Jesus talks about, if you've done it for the least of these, my brethren, you've done it unto me. And I thought, what if he came back at Christmas? and we didn't even recognize him. And so this begins the story of the stranger. It says, every Christmas Eve, people gather in churches, big and small, to celebrate the birth of Christ. Bells are rung, candles are lit, silent night is sung, and memories are made. For nine-year-old Sam Tucker, it is his favorite night of the year. The one year, the year of the big snow, people seemed out of sorts because a stranger had come to town. The Christmas Eve service was about to begin when Mr. Fisher, one of the church deacons, spoke up. I don't know what we're going to do, he announced abruptly to all the surprised faces. The stranger came to our door last night. You didn't let him in, did you, Norm? Walt Mitchell interrupted. Well, of course I didn't let him in, Mr. Fisher shot back. Do you think I'm crazy? I hollered through the door and told him to get off our porch, he said in the bravest voice he could muster. People in the small sanctuary gasped, and Mr. Fisher added, He didn't say a word, just turned and left. "'He showed up at at my house three nights ago,' Mrs. Johnson said. "'I was so scared I locked myself in the bathroom till morning. "'I'm still a nervous wreck.' "'He stopped at our house a week ago,' a man in the back of the room yelled. "'Mine, too!' a voice piped in. "'By this time, the lights had been turned up, "'and it felt more like a basketball game than a Christmas Eve service. "'All around the room, people told their stories. "'It seemed that the stranger had appeared at all their homes. "'Funny thing about it,' Mr. Teeple shouted above the roar is I've been asking around town, and no one else seems to have seen or heard of him, just the folks in our church. If people weren't scared up until that moment, they were then. Some talked about getting the sheriff involved, and others said they were leaving town to stay with relatives. Panic was about to erupt when Pastor Martin stood to speak. Settle down, everyone, he said in a deep voice. It's snowing something fierce out there. The stranger won't be out on a night like this. People trusted Pastor Martin and when he spoke they listened tomorrow i'll call sheriff kelly and we'll see what he can do don't let this stranger ruin your christmas he stopped talking when a man in a dark suit handed him a note his eyes scanned the slip of paper and he spoke again they the way it looks now i'm afraid we're gonna have to cut our service short roads are getting bad out there sam looked and saw the snow pile high on the window sills. truth be known they were glad the service was over because most of them didn't feel like celebrating. They just wanted to be safe at home behind locked doors. To close the odd Christmas Eve service, Pastor Martin prayed for safety as they traveled home on the snowy roads and protection from the stranger. He finished with a solemn amen, and then dismissed the congregation with as just as solemn Merry Christmas, everybody. Sam and his folks gathered their coats, said Merry Christmas to a few friends, handed Mrs. Martin a plate of homemade cookies with sprinkles, and headed for their car. Pastor Martin was right. It was snowing something fierce, and the snow was already over the tops of Sam's boots. Normally, Sam would have loved to play in the deep snow, but the possibility of a run-in with a stranger kept him from doing so. On the drive home, Sam asked, Dad, how come we're the only house the stranger hasn't stopped at? "'I don't know,' Sam, his dad answered. "'He didn't tell him he was wondering the same thing. "'You don't think he'd be out tonight, do you?' Sam asked. "'I think Pastor Martin is right,' his dad answered. "'It's snowing too hard outside. Besides, it's five below zero,' he added, "'trying to reassure his son. "'You don't have to worry. He won't be out on a night like this.' "'Sam'd hope he was right. So did his dad. "'Inside the safety of their home, Sam forgot about the stranger "'and ran to the family room to plug in the Christmas tree.' He knelt down between the tree and the wall as he had every day for the last three weeks and plugged in the lights. Nothing happened. Dad, something's wrong with the Christmas tree lights, Sam yelled, hoping his dad was close by. They won't turn on. His dad took a look and after several attempts to fix the problem, gave up. I guess we're going to have to enjoy the tree without lights this year. Ah, what kind of Christmas is it without lights on the tree, Sam whined. As he said that, his mischievous dog Charlie shot by with something sticking out of his slobbery mouth. Sam chased after him, cornered him, and removed three mangled pieces taken from their nativity set. They were so chewed that Sam had to look under the now dark tree where the nativity sat to see which figures had been eaten. To his horror, he found it was Mary, Joseph, and baby Jesus. Mom! Charlie chewed up Mary, Joseph, and baby Jesus, he shouted. His mother looked at the mangled plastic figures in his hand and tried to comfort her son for sam this looked to be the worst christmas ever because it was christmas eve because it was a christmas eve tradition sam's dad started a fire in the fireplace dimmed the lights and turned on soft christmas music outside the wind howled and slapped at the house making them feel snug and safe inside although still upset about the ruined nativity figures and dark christmas tree Sam was just beginning to enjoy the music and fire when all of a sudden the music stopped and the lights in the house went dark. What happened? Sam questioned. as fear and coldness crept over him. The storm probably knocked down a power line, his dad reassured him. It will be back on soon, his mom, mom hoped out loud. Well, at least we have a nice fire and plenty of hot chocolate, his dad said. You can bet we'll never forget this Christmas Eve. Sam's dad had no idea how right he would be. For the next hour, no one said much. They sat snuggled in a pile of blankets and listened to the wind whistle across the top of the chimney, hoping that the lights would be back on soon. And then it happened. Knock, knock, knock. They froze, hoping they hadn't heard the sound they feared might come. They held their breaths and listened. Knock, knock, knock. A tingle ran down each back sam and his mother looked at his dad to see what he would do he got up and headed for the door afraid to be alone sam and his mother followed his dad held a candle to cast long shadows around the dark rooms and together they made their way to the front door when the knock came again knock 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 as they stopped and peered out the door they saw a single dark figure standing in the swirling snow in their hearts they knew it was him Sam's mom started to say something, but her husband answered before she had even asked the question. I can't leave him out in the cold and snow, he whispered loudly. Don't worry, it'll be okay. His dad reached out his hand, turned the knob, and whoosh! The cold wind pushed the door open, and snow spilled in through the crack. There in the howling wind and knee-deep snow stood the stranger. He looked at Sam and his parents, and they looked at him. With a voice warm against the cold air, he said, It's awfully cold out here would it be all right if i came in for a while his dad hesitated just a second and then answered the shivering man come on in thank you he said with a look of surprise on his face the stranger stomped the snow from his shoes walked in and sam's dad ushered him into the room where they'd been sitting here sit down by the fire and warm up the power's off so this is the best place in the house the stranger was tall and thin and several of his yellow and brown teeth were missing His hair and bushy beard were greasy and covered with snow that had begun to melt. He was beyond dirty and smelled terrible. His only protection against the bitter cold was a filthy blanket wrapped around his shoulders. Sam's mom brought the man a steaming cup of hot chocolate, and his dad handed him a thick, woolly blanket. This might help, he said, placing it over his shoulders. Thank you, the man whispered. Sam's dad introduced himself and his family to the stranger and then asked these their unexpected guest his name. "Jesse," the man said softly. "My name is Jesse." He kept the hot chocolate in his worn and dirty hands and relaxed his shoulders. The firelight shone in Jesse's eyes. The Sam thought Jesse seemed overwhelmed by his family's kindness because he kept swallowing like he was trying hard to hold back his emotions. His mom and dad asked Jesse a lot of questions, which he answered with short, simple answers. He wasn't trying to hide anything, he just didn't use a lot of words. have got gotten a very warm welcome around here, his dad finally said. Yeah, that's how it is most places I go, Jesse answered. Sam never saw anyone look as sad as Jesse did at that moment. That night, Jesse didn't say a whole lot. He mostly drank hot chocolate, smiled and listened. Sam told him about the Christmas tree lights and the t- nativity figures And Jesse laughed out loud when he described pulling them from his dog's slobbery mouth, which revealed that he had even less teeth than Sam first thought. Jesse asked to sink the mangled pieces, so Sam disappeared in the dark part of the house and brought back the chewed pieces of plastic. Jesse smiled at the teeth marks, set the pieces aside, leaned back, and pulled out an ancient-looking knife from his pocket. Sam's mom would have been startled had she seen the stranger holding the knife luckily she was in the kitchen getting more hot chocolate. When she returned, Jesse had chosen a small piece of wood stacked near the fireplace and was cutting large strips of bark from the stick. A few minutes later, a figure of a man began to emerge from the stick. His hands worked quickly. Turning the stick, he cut deep gouges into the wood and chips of wood piled up in Jesse's lap. You're very talented, Jesse, Sam's dad said with admiration. Jesse smiled modestly, embarrassed by the attention who tie out you how to carb like that, Sam asked. My dad did, he answered thoughtfully. They watched and asked questions occasionally while Jesse whittled. One hour turned into two and then three, and the talking melted away until Sam and his family fell asleep as Jesse worked. It was quiet except for an occasional pop from the fire and the howling wind. The amazing thing was that Sam's family was able to sleep even with the much-talked-about stranger sitting there. Perhaps it was because of the warmth of the room, For even as the fire burned down, the warmth grew until it felt like a warm hug. At some point during the night, Sam awakened from his sound sleep. He opened his eyes and saw Jesse, with his blanket pulled up around his shoulders, staring into the darkened fireplace. There wasn't much left of the fire except a few red coals and a pile of ashes, the light of a blazing fire shone on Jesse's face. It felt like a dream, but Sam knew he wasn't dreaming jesse's lips moved like he was singing or praying or or maybe talking to himself or someone else but no one else was awake in the room sam watched for a while and saw a tiny a shiny tear make a path down jesse's dirty cheek why is he crying sam wondered he couldn't decide if it was because his family had taken him in or because he was treated so badly by those in his church sam was about to ask when jesse slowly turned his face toward him he thought about closing his eyes pretending to be asleep but for some reason he couldn't jesse looked at sam and sam saw that jesse's eyes flickered like the candles at the christmas eve service had it not felt so dreamlike sam might have screamed or burst out giggling thank you sam he said softly merry christmas sam smiled but answering you're welcome didn't seem like the right thing to say instead he closed his eyes and was carried away by the warmth Early the next morning, Sam was awakened by a change that had taken place in the room. Christmas carols played softly on the radio, and the lights were shining on the Christmas tree. The power was back on, and Christmas had come. "'Where's Jesse?' his mother asked. For a minute, Sam had forgotten about the night before, but then he remembered. He turned and saw only the thick blanket that was gathered around the spot where Jesse sat. There was an empty cup, some wood shavings, and Jesse's dirty blanket, but there was no Jesse.' "'I guess he had to leave,' his dad said, tossing another log on the fire. Sam got up and ran to the front door, hoping that Jesse hadn't gotten far. Maybe he could invite him back for breakfast. When he got there, the snow was piled high against the door. The road that ran past their house was buried, and every tree was heavy with snow. In the whiteness, Sam was surprised that there were no tracks leading from their house. The blowing snow couldn't have covered his tracks that fast, he thought. Besides, he forgot his blanket. "'Disappointed,' Sam returned to the Christmas tree where his parents had placed all kinds of packages under it. He dropped to his knees to examine the gift tags, when something under the tree caught his eye. He looked closer and saw that Jesse had completed the missing pieces of the nativity set. Although unpainted, they looked incredibly lifelike. Sam lifted Joseph to his face. His forehead was wrinkled with worry and concern. Sam touched his tiny rugged hands and half expected their fingers to twitch. Mary looked so young and frail that Sam was afraid he'd hurt her if he held her too tight. After examining them closely, he picked up the smallest figure from the center of the nativity set. It was Jesus. It didn't look like any other baby Jesus Sam had ever seen. The baby wasn't smiling and didn't have chubby arms or hair of gold. This Jesus in the manger looked plain and dirty. As he held the tiny piece in his hand, the same strange warmth from the night before again wrapped itself around him. Sam smiled, placed the child back where he belonged, and ran to give his mom and dad a big hug. Christmas had come to his house. That was the last time anyone ever saw the stranger. He just disappeared after that snowy Christmas Eve, and life returned to normal for the little church on the edge of town. But one nine-year-old boy and his family never forgot that night of the big snow and the visit from the stranger. The End And there's a portion of the scripture, it says in Matthew 25, it says this When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his throne in heavenly glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you are blessed by my Father. Take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry And the king will reply, I tell you the truth. Whatever you did for one of the least of these my brothers brothers of mine, you did it for me.
0: And that's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly right.
1: Well, Well, we're just going to close it out on that. Um, We're going to be closed for at least a week. Um, So I don't know what Ben will do next week. Maybe we'll do nothing. Or maybe he'll do a rerun. I don't know. Um, but, uh, mom, I just want you to, to encourage you to enjoy the rest of the time. I'm going to assume you've already stopped doing school. Um, uh, cause you shouldn't even think about that at least until after the new year. Um, and I just want to encourage you maybe to carve out some of your stress, stressful time and just enjoy it with your family because these next couple of days are going to be over just like that and uh you know i don't want to miss the most important things and you know even as i was thinking about the stranger reading the stranger uh maybe you would be very aware of the strangers that you pass during this these next few days because you never know well have a great time thanks for being with us for 2021 we'll see on the other side as we start another year another year of smiling and homeschooling and the greatest adventure ever To be a mom, to be a dad, and to be home educating our children at home. And until then, keep smiling and Merry Christmas.
0: Thanks for listening this week. We hope you enjoyed The Stranger. If you'd like more Christmas stories from Dad, head on over to our website, thesmilinghomeschooler.com. Thank you to Teaching Textbooks for supporting The Smiling Homeschooler and for making this possible. Have a Merry Christmas and don't forget to smile. Hang a shining star. Upon the highest bough, and have yourself a merry little Christmas now.